0: This is Matt Greller, CEO of AIM. Welcome to the Hometown Innovations Podcast. Join us as we share ways our municipalities are positioning themselves for the future, thought-provoking interviews with state and local leaders, and more. Thanks for listening as we tell the municipal story.
1: Hi, I'm Jennifer Simmons with AIM. Welcome to Hometown Innovations Podcast. Today I'm joined by Scott Rudd. Scott is the state's first Director of Broadband Opportunities, recently hired as such by Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch. Scott, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thanks for having me, Jennifer.
1: You bet. Uh, director of Broadband Opportunities, so it's the first position of its kind in state government. Tell us about the position and, and the goals.
0: Well, it's, a I feel, a very critical role that's much needed uh, in, in Indiana. I am only a few weeks in, so I'm still you know, getting on my feet and talking with folks across the state and uh, it's, it's exciting to hear all the stories of, of investment happening across the state and also encouraging to hear that people are engaging you know, with rural broadband and, and understanding more and more about why it's important to their community for so many reasons. So one of my first uh, goals will be to, to host an uh, October 18th broadband summit. And this will be a place for all of the interested parties and stakeholders to come together to learn more about both what the state's doing uh, with rural broadband, but also how they can help their own communities move forward. And that's really my goal in this position is to help communities learn ways that they can attract private investment in broadband in their rural areas.
1: Great. Uh, Where's the summit going to be held?
0: The summit will be held in Danville at the Hendricks County Fairgrounds Conference Center complex and folks can go to the Okra website, that's the Office of Community and Rural Affairs website to learn more about that.
1: Great. In your previous life, Scott, you were the town manager of Nashville, Indiana, uh, you worked Diligently to set Brown County up for success in terms of broadband access. You expanded access to 7,500 homes in the area, secured millions of dollars in private funding. What lessons did you learn in that journey that will apply to your statewide efforts?
0: Well, yeah, Brown County was an interesting example because we were obviously very rural in nature, and we had literally no money to put towards broadband not a single penny. And we started by pulling interested parties together to learn more about, quite frankly, what we didn't know that we should be doing and and understand how we could play a role and and how our role sometimes might have been hindering the progress of rural broadband deployment. And so one of the first things we did, um, we became the first community in the state to become broadband ready. And that's a program through the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, where communities sign up to, to be broadband friendly communities and do things that are attractive to investment, and so I think we agreed to do four things and not do four things as part of that program, and so we expedited permits, we waived all of the fees associated with permits, we appointed a single point of contact and agreed to um, not discriminate among uh, providers, and, and so Immediately upon doing that, we were inundated with phone calls from providers wanting to know how they could be helpful and how they could play a role in our future success, which was just refreshing because we didn't have those connections prior to the designation. So that was an important first step, and I would encourage any community out there who's interested in broadband to, to take that step as well. It's very simple. Once again, the Indiana Economic Development Corporation website has resolutions that are sample templates that communities can use, cities, counties, and uh, it's a it's a very straightforward thing to do. And, it, and I think it's the right thing for communities uh, to do these sorts of things to, to help secure broadband. Another thing we did was we actually waived in Brown County all future taxes on future broadband investment in order to lower the burden on providers who are trying to serve our very uh, sparsely populated area. And so we found out that we we were actually assessing a property tax on the fiber and the infrastructure that went into the community. And so we said, you know, we are desperately trying to attract this investment. This is one way that we are making it a little more difficult for providers to make the ROI make sense in our area let's waive that. In working with the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, we learned that Senate Enrolled Act 560 would allow us to pass uh, something uh, that would exempt taxes on that future investment uh, in perpetuity, which uh, for a community that's small and rural that doesn't have funding to put towards something like this, that's something I would encourage communities to do. Is It's not always about what you can do to fund a project, I think a good first step is to learn more from providers about what you can do to help them and encourage them to uh, invest in your community by reducing barriers and and costs and that sort of thing. So in doing a couple of those steps, we also opened our right-of-ways and public buildings uh, for access, and we we would negotiate or assist providers who were running into problems with certain uh, entities that that we could we could help and be an advocate on their behalf and and as a result of that we saw a massive influx of investment which was just almost shocking we 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 are so thrilled to be the recipient of a couple private investments and including um, a mainstream fiber investment smithville has invested att has invested and two rmcs are investing in fiber projects so really exciting to to see that happen and to start as a small community with no resources and very little understanding of how we could have an impact on a project like this. It was just fantastic to see the results of our, quite frankly, years of work.
1: So it sounds like a lot of your role will be just making sure other communities like Nashville, like Brown County, understand what tools they already have available, that it's not always about funding. Although that's a key component, there are many things they can do until that funding becomes available. So the governor recently announced a broadband component to his next level connections agenda. Um, Tell us about the plan and and where it goes from here.
0: Well, speaking of funding, yes, that is kind of the elephant in the room. The governor and lieutenant governor have been, uh, in my opinion, just incredible leaders in in this arena. And I'm so thrilled to see them uh, play this role and and step out and, and provide funding to some of the hardest to serve areas of the state. These are areas that have no options. They, quite frankly, the Purdue study that was released uh, just a couple weeks ago showed that several thousand, tens of thousands of Hoosiers live in what is called internet darkness, meaning they have no access to internet. And those are the areas that if we can work with providers and private investors to bridge that gap, uh, will result in billions of dollars of return to the state and communities in terms of economic development and savings with health and education and in all sorts of, of facets. So that was incredibly exciting, as you can imagine, being just a, a week or so into this brand new position to hear that the administration is just fully on board with helping rural Indiana solve this absolutely critical uh, problem. A lot of the details are going to flush out in the coming weeks, and, and we hope to get with all the providers and stakeholders and and folks interested in in this uh, resource to to put together a plan to serve those um, most underserved or unserved portions of the state.
1: Uh, Well, we've talked about what the state's doing uh, from a funding and administrative perspective. What are you hearing about what's happening at the federal level?
0: So I am very encouraged by a couple recent activities at the federal level. One. Just recently we learned that the FCC awarded what's called the Connect America Fund Phase 2 uh, grant to uh, numerous providers in Indiana to serve 24,000 Hoosiers who are extremely difficult to serve and that investment totaled approximately $29 million uh, from the FCC side. So these are 24,000 Hoosiers who are extremely difficult to serve. These are folks who live in in the furthest reaches of the state and who have been determined to be the most extremely difficult to serve. And so to hear that 24,000 of those folks are going to be served with this $29 million investment from the FCC is just fantastic. And so we hope more of that funding continues to come to the state of Indiana. We're very thankful for that. The other federal funding source that we're closely monitoring is something that's coming out of Sunny Purdue's agency and I'm very encouraged to hear that they are pursuing an investment of several hundred million dollars uh, in rural broadband in Indiana and so we're closely monitoring that don't have a lot of the details yet but uh, we'll work to uh, secure uh, funding for those same hard to reach rural Indiana folks.
1: Great. Um, Lieutenant Governor Crouch and Jody Golden, who's the Director of the Office of Community and Rural Affairs, you mentioned earlier, OCRA, uh, they unveiled a strategic plan for rural Indiana earlier this year. Um, How will this position, the Director of Broadband Opportunities, your role, help OCRA implement that long-term plan?
0: Well, that was another encouraging step uh, from OCRA, the Office of Community and Rural Affairs, earlier this year. It was determined to be a priority for Okra to serve, again, some of these rural Hoosiers who are in internet darkness and help the communities learn strategies and planning efforts that they can put into place to draw this private investment. And, you know, recently uh, the Okra group announced a broadband readiness grant to five communities and that's kind of the start of that strategy coming into place. And, and That readiness grant will help communities educate their residents and stakeholders. It will help chart a course for providing service in the areas of need and defining those areas of need and the type of service that folks in that area are seeking to obtain. And so in the end, we hope that relationships with providers are enhanced through this process and, and, and inviting the providers to the table to help residents understand where service is and isn't available and how they can extend that. So that's an important first step, and we hope to, to take further steps after that pilot program is, is put into place.
1: Great. Scott, thanks for joining us on Hometown Innovations Podcast. I hope we can check back in with you in the months to come and see how things are going.
0: My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You bet.